and we are live one two three one two three all right check this out guys look so back once again with a brand new review video reaction video i think all this week i'm just doing nothing but reaction videos we're gonna throw on some vlogs this week too but let's see what are we covering today right today you're going to be covering the topic of favorites. We're going to be covering why the housing market has not crashed yet. Building your online um, business? From the opinions of infographic. Now, before we get started, I personally think that the housing market hasn't necessarily crashed yet because... Um, even though we're in a recession, people still have money, and also, um, we still have inventory. You know, it may not be a lot of inventory, but you know, it's enough inventory to where people who are looking for houses can buy houses, and for people who want to sell, you know, they can sell. It might take a little longer than usual, but you know, things are you know still pretty much chill for the most part, right? So let's get into it in the U.S. and you're hoping to buy a house in the near future, well, you're out of luck. During the pandemic, there was a mass exodus from cities to the suburbs. People bought their first homes with incredibly low mortgage rates. Right. However, the good times couldn't last and this high demand for houses led to a severe drop in supply. Right. And when there's a high demand and a low supply, prices go up. Right. This is exactly what happened with the housing market in the United States. But what goes up must come down, and now everyone is waiting for the housing market to crash. Exactly. Currently, the housing supply continues to shrink in the U.S. and Another thing, too, right? So, as he mentioned, I'm glad he brought up the interest rate. So, with interest rates, typically, um, and I am a, and I am a licensed Florida real estate agent as well, too. When it comes to um real estate and the whole, you know, interest rates being two percent, three percent during the COVID uh pandemic era. Um, that's not normal, you know, traditionally, you know, interest rates are 7%, 10%, you know, if you go even go back 30 some years, like 3%, 2% interest rates was unheard of. So people, a lot of first time home buyers who bought a home during those times, you know, they got really, really lucky. So now all of a sudden everybody's just expecting, oh, I'm going to wait till the market crashes. Well, that's not how it works. Really technically interest rates are kind of going back to what they normally should have been in the first place and what they have been over the past couple of decades, right? But the problem is, is that people's income hasn't been increasing as fast as interest rates have been going back to what they normally are. And I think that's where the problem is, but let's... Costs are still rising. This looks to be unsustainable and reminiscent of the housing bubble back in 2008. People are doing crazy things like paying way more than a house is worth just right. to secure their first home. Others forego inspections to make their offer more appealing to sellers, which oftentimes leaves the buyer with more than they bargained for. These new homeowners that. are stuck with sagging roofs and entire floors that need to be decontaminated of mold. Overall, it's a big mess. As we come out of the pandemic and into what looks like a looming recession, Housing prices are still continuing to rise. This seems crazy as the housing boom has already lasted a few years. And as the economy slows down, housing prices should theoretically decrease. People who thought they were being smart by staying out of the market and waiting for it to crash before buying in 
are horrified to find that prices likely won't be going down anytime soon. How could the turbulent events of the past few years, ridiculously high inflation, and a slowing economy lead to a housing market that holds its value? The natural assumption is that it can't, and the bubble is about to burst. However, this does not seem to be the case. Most experts agree that we are in uncharted waters, right. a perfect storm of economic, political, and societal conditions that has led the U.S. housing market to act in some very strange ways. It really did seem that the housing market was about to crash for a while, but then it stabilized and continued to grow. Housing market experts are using terms like abnormal to describe current conditions, right. but they warn buyers that prices likely won't be coming down anytime soon. There are several reasons for this, and we'll be going through each one. However, you have to keep in mind a few things if you're looking to buy a house in the current market. The first is to keep a level head. Market specialists warn that FOMO, or fear of missing out, is one of the top reasons home buyers make bad decisions. As prices exactly. continue to rise, there's a real fear for buyers that they might be priced out of the market. This may be true, but it's also incredibly risky to buy into a market that's at its peak if you don't have a long-term plan. Even though the prices will continue to go up, they will eventually come down, and although this might not be for a while, many buyers who FOMO into buying a house at the wrong time end up regretting it when they can't afford to pay off their mortgage and then find themselves underwater. Let's examine why the housing market hasn't crashed yet, if it will eventually crash, and what home buyers can do to protect themselves from making bad decisions during these uncertain times. We'll start by discussing four reasons why housing market specialists believe there hasn't been a crash yet, and why there likely won't be. Reason number one why the housing market hasn't crashed. Millennials and Gen Zs are eager to buy their first starter home. Millennials love to blame boomers for many of the problems they're stuck with right now. To be fair, there are certain issues in the United States, such as the failing social security system, huge national debt, and current climate crisis that can mostly all be linked back to the baby boomer generation. However, the current trends in the housing market isn't one of them. And although every generation has made its mistakes and hasn't exactly left the world in a better shape than they found it, the current high prices in the housing market are mainly the result of people in younger generations looking to buy a house all at the same time. Right now, millennials and everyone younger than them make up about half of the population in the United States. Right. This means that there's a huge pool of first-time homebuyers looking to get into the market and secure a house where they can start a family and settle down. There's nothing wrong with this, but due to the pandemic, the number of houses built over the past few years has slowed down dramatically. Dramatic. This is a problem when there are a lot of people looking to buy and new inventory isn't keeping pace with demand. Millennials and Gen Zers all seem to want the same thing at the same time. Obviously, not every single person in these age groups is looking for a house right now, but enough are that housing prices are being influenced in a drastic way. It's the collective desire of younger generations to buy their first home at this moment in time that's pushing prices higher and higher. And this brings us to the next point. Reason 2 why the housing market hasn't crashed? Low supply, high demand. A large number of first-time homebuyers looking to get into the market and extremely low inventory due to insufficient supply built in the last 10 years is one of the main factors driving the increase in housing prices. With very high demand from millennials and Gen Z and low inventory due to fewer houses being constructed, price increases are inevitable. What appears to be a housing market bubble is actually just the work of regular supply and demand. Housing experts have been monitoring the situation closely, and most have come to the same conclusion. Prices will not start decreasing. Recordings just got better. Hey, it's Dana from StreamYard. Even with extremely high prices, demand has not seemed to wane very much. The imbalance between the number of houses for sale 
and the number of people who want to buy them will not change until there's a surplus of supply. Many believe it could take years for enough new houses to be built exactly. to reach the amount of demand currently in the marketplace. Until this happens, there's very little chance of a housing market crash. To put things in perspective, a balanced market where supply and demand for houses are about the same is typically indicated by a six-month buffer. What this means is that in a regular market, inventory should last around six months at the prices and buying rate during that time. However, in the current housing market, this metric indicates that there are only 1.7 months of supply, meaning that sellers are in a much better position than buyers. Until the supply catches back up with demand and the inventory can be replenished to the point where there are enough houses on the market to create a surplus, there will be inevitable upward pressure placed on prices. This is why homebuyers are taking out massive mortgages on homes that are worth a lot less a couple years ago. At this point, you have to be wondering if we'll eventually see a repeat of what happened in 2008 when the subprime bubble burst and the housing market collapsed in the US. The answer is probably not because of this next factor. Reason 3 why the housing market hasn't crashed. People likely won't be defaulting on their mortgages this right. time around. After the mayhem caused by the subprime mortgage crisis between 2007 and 2010 that led to the housing market crash, stricter regulations were put on banks and financial institutions lending like, out money. These Yeah, if you guys have ever tried to get a, a mortgage nowadays post uh, the housing market crash, but getting a mortgage is like uh, being under federal investigation. <laughs> so a lot of people will not be defaulting on their mortgages anytime soon regulations ensure that the loans given out are low risk and that borrowers won't default on their loans all at once. The housing market crashed back in 2008 because banks engaged in shady loaning practices. We know it might be shocking to hear, but financial institutions looking to make a profit often engage in risky behavior unless regulated by a third party such as the government. What happened in 2008 is a perfect example of this. Banks would give out mortgages and home loans with extremely high interest rates to people who were at risk of not being able to pay them back if something went wrong. Yeah, that's great. Then, of course, things went wrong. The economy mm -hmm. slowed and people began defaulting on their loans. Before this happened, the banks were making huge amounts of money from the interest on high-risk loans. However, as workers lost their jobs or just didn't make enough to cover the monthly bills, people started to fall behind on their payments. It was these bad practices used by financial institutions that led to the housing market crash of 2008. This is why the government now has stricter regulations to keep it from happening again. For example, it's incredibly rare to find a reputable financial institution that will give out a loan without doing a background check on the loan holder's finances, income, and job stability. These would all seem like no-brainer things to check when giving out a large sum of money, but this was not always a common practice back in 2007 to 2010. Thankfully, banks seem to be following these rules instead of returning to their old habits. There are now minimum credit scores and down payments that homebuyers need to meet before they'll be cleared okay. for a mortgage, which is another safeguard put in place to prevent another housing market crash. What all this means is that even though some houses require larger mortgages, banks are only lending to people who meet the necessary requirements to ensure they can handle the financial burden. However, these regulations do make it harder for many people to secure loans large enough to buy their dream homes. It's these people who feel they're being priced out of the market, and they're right. A family that's been saving for years to purchase their forever home might now find it's out of reach. And even if they're willing to take on a mortgage with high interest rates, banks might not be willing to give them one. This must be devastating. But it's also one of the reasons why there isn't likely a housing market crash looming on the horizon. As of the last quarter of 2021, 67% of mortgages given out were to borrowers with credit scores over 760, which is considered very good by FICO. 
People with high credit scores are typically less likely to default on loans and therefore relatively safe for financial institutions to lend money to. Knowing this, housing experts believe that the housing market is in relatively good shape, even as prices continue to increase. That being said, there are several things that could hypothetically lead to a sudden crash, even with all these regulations. If anything, I think the housing market right now, we're, we're more so in a, a market of correction. So I think the market is actually just correcting itself in place. The scary part is some of them are unfolding before our very eyes. In the United States right now, the economy is in decline. This is due to a number of factors, but high interest rates to battle inflation are one of the main culprits. Right. These protocols have been put into place by the Federal Reserve as inflation rates have reached dangerous levels. However, if not monitored carefully, the high interest rates could stall the economy and cause the U.S. to go into a recession. Many economists think the economy is already there or will be in the very near future. The effect of a recession on the housing market is unpredictable. If the economy slows gradually, the housing market will likely cool off as well. However, if markets plummet and interest rates soar, the housing market will likely crash. Unfortunately, as of right now, there's no way of telling exactly how the economic future of the U.S. will play out. It seems like inflation is gradually slowing down and could be brought under control. And even though the economy is slowing down as well, it'll eventually bounce back. However, there's always the possibility something could go terribly wrong, like a crazy dictator launching a nuke, and the U.S. economy could go into freefall. This would cause the housing market to crash as well. Reason 4 Why the Housing Market Hasn't Crashed Mortgage rates are crazy right now, but that isn't necessarily a bad thing for everyone. As of fall 2022, the average 30-year mortgage rate is over 7%, and all indications suggest it'll go higher. In 2020, the average mortgage rate was around 3%. This is a massive jump, and many homeowners refinanced while interest rates were low. This is standard practice and worked out immensely well for anyone who did so. The downside of refinancing at such a low interest rate is now it would be crazy to sell your house and take out a new mortgage at over 7% when exactly. you buy a new one. What this means is that there's very little incentive for homeowners to sell right now. This is keeping even more inventory off the market. In turn, people unwilling to sell because of high mortgage rates are. Hey, I just. I'm glad they said that. Uh, that's actually very true. Um, when it comes to uh, investing into um, a lot of people who bought the property, uh, are, are bought property with interest rates for three percent, two percent. I mean, trying to sell that house now or even refinance right now would be dumb because. You got a deal of a lifetime that probably won't happen until another 10 to 15 years, just being realistic. So, I mean, I, I can see why a lot of uh, individuals are not selling at all. And driving prices even higher. But like all the other factors discussed so far, this will not lead to a housing. Which, if you guys understand the real estate game, the longer you hold, the more money you tend to make and the more, you know, your asset will continue to be worth. So. The longer they hold, the more value, you know. Market crash. What has happened to the U.S. housing market is a series of unfortunate circumstances that have led to skyrocketing prices. Yes, people are being priced out, which is painful for anyone trying to buy a house right now. But since the demand is so high, people are still buying even during these crazy conditions. The reality is that what we see in the U.S. housing market isn't a bubble about to burst, but the natural economic process of supply and demand. So if there isn't going to be a housing market crash in the future, what will happen? Prices will likely continue to increase or stay about the same for the next few years. However, these growth rates cannot be maintained forever, and prices will eventually have to come down. 
Once there's more supply or demand goes down because prices are just too high, housing prices will decrease. This likely won't result in a crash, but a gradual decline until the market stabilizes. Unfortunately, during this time, there will be people who buy houses at high prices and interest rates that will find themselves in a tough spot as they lose equity. There's a population of first-time homebuyers who don't have a choice but to buy into this market exactly. due to life circumstances. These people are buying out of necessity but paying dearly for it. For these individuals, the initial price and mortgage rate will hurt at first. However, if they are in it for the long haul, buyers can refinance their mortgage when interest rates come down, even if they buy at the top of the market. Whenever as long as is. they hold on to their property for long enough, it will most likely appreciate in value, but this is only true if the owner is patient and willing to wait for the right time to sell in the future. A byproduct of the current situation in the housing market, which isn't talked about often, is that it's keeping investors out. When prices are low, housing investors will purchase properties to either renovate and flip or rent out. The problem right now is that recently investors bought a lot of property which they're either using as vacation rentals, leasing to locals, or just leaving the property empty. This can have some nasty consequences for certain areas, such as in the southeastern United States or the Mountain West. And it's in these parts of the country that you'll find Personally, some of the highest prices. I cash heavy, I, um, I don't plan on investing in too much uh, residential single-family homes anytime soon. Um, within the next year or two, I'm probably going to be looking towards, you know, a multi-unit or apartment complex. But as of right now, the way interest rates are, personally, I'm not investing into uh, single-family homes because it interest rates are too crazy right now for me to buy at a certain price. It's not even worth, it's not worth my time. And I'm not cash heavy at the moment right now either. This is because during and right after the pandemic, investors started buying up homes while mortgage rates were low. At the same time, people with large amounts of disposable income bought properties in these same areas to get away from their hectic lives in the Northeast or Silicon Valley, seeking refuge in the quiet mountains and warm beaches of the Southeast. When this happened, prices in these areas began to climb. In fact, some of the most expensive places in the country to buy a home right now are in these regions because investors and opportunistic home buyers bought up so much inventory during the pandemic. This is not only hurting current home buyers, but it also affects local residents who have lived in these areas their entire lives. As property values go up, so does the cost of living in these regions. And now local residents can't afford to live in their hometowns. This has also been happening around cities and urban centers, suburbs and smaller towns that were still commutable saw an influx of deep-pocketed homebuyers as corporate employees moved away from the city life and into more rural areas. This isn't always a bad thing, but the fact that it happened so quickly and in large numbers is one of the main reasons why prices increased so much over the last year in certain parts of the country. Now people who are trying to make similar moves on a modest budget can't afford to buy anything in these areas because there's practically no inventory and what is available is grossly overpriced. The other side of this predicament is that since areas of the mountain states in the southeast experienced such a high influx of buyers early on that drove prices up, these parts of the countries will be hit the hardest when the housing markets start to cool. Therefore, if you're looking to buy a house in the mountain west or southeastern U.S., please beware. We will say this again because it is very important. If you're looking to buy a house in the mountain states, the southeast like Florida or the suburbs of any major metropolitan area, please be careful. The housing market will cool off even in the best of circumstances, but it also might crash hard, especially in these places where housing prices have become inflated. If you're able to wait for several years before buying a new house, this is likely your best bet.
as mortgage rates and prices will both eventually go down. If you cannot wait that long just to make sure you have a long-term plan and won't be severely affected when prices fluctuate. As was mentioned before, we're in uncertain times. Everything that's going on in the housing market and the economy has never happened at the current scale. So it's very hard to predict what the future will hold. That being said, prices will almost certainly continue to rise in the United States, at least for a while, due to the still high demand and a low supply of houses. Inevitably, prices will drop back down to reasonable levels. This could happen gradually, or if the economy tanks and people lose their jobs, there could be a crash. It's impossible to tell which scenario will occur, but the best guess anyone has right now is that we're likely headed toward a slow decline in prices over the next two to five years, until enough new houses can be built or investors who are hoarding houses put some back on the market to meet the demands of new millennial and Gen Z homebuyers, prices will continue to rise. And since U.S. housing companies have a lot of catching up to do on the supply side of things, it could be a long time before a decrease in housing prices happen. Now watch, what if the U.S. economy crashes? Or check out one million... Uh, I'm not sure what happened to my camera, but this is like the second video today uh, that my camera has completely went out on me not really sure what happened but what i will say is uh my prediction on what's going to happen uh is i don't think the market's going to crash but i do think prices are going definitely going to continue to rise and the overall solution for more for most millennials and just most uh people in general is to focus on making more money now of course this is not financial advice of any sort but the main goal is focus on making more money and execute at a very at a very sh more strategic Yeah, uh, be more strategic when it comes to making more money. Um, focus on making more money. Focus on creating more skill sets for yourself to where you can uh, make more money as well, too. Uh, hopefully, this video did not mess up. <laughs> the whole video, it really looked like the whole thing just shut off. I'm not really sure what happened. But if you like this video, like, subscribe, and share. Uh, let me know what I can do on this channel to make my content a lot better. Uh, definitely going to invest in some new camera equipment and um, other things. But yeah, peace.